Welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Aaron here. We're going to be discussing the AJ Styles quote-unquote heel turn, if that's indeed what it was, as well as a preview of the four announced matches for NXT TakeOver The End, which is coming at you about one week from today as we record this. Let's get the crew in here. Mr. Two Chains, happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Mr. D. Wayne, hello. How was Game Five? You were at Game Five of uh, Oklahoma City and Golden State. I can say, honestly, it's probably one of the best environments I've been in. Um, reminds me a lot. The crowd was kind of a lot like um, WrestleMania Thirty. Um, it was just so energetic. And the people, those they were fans, they were nice, you know, but it, it, it was just so energetic, and it was nothing like a Wizards game. I've never been to a Wizards playoff game before, but I can imagine it's probably nothing like a Wizards game. It's probably better. Yeah, no, for sure. Are you rooting for Golden State in the finals now that they've made it, or are you going to pull for Cleveland? <laughs> Okay, um, and then we have Mr. Silly Sellis. Hello. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage... Oh, wrong podcast, I'm sorry. Did, oh, hi, Aaron. Did you see the sneak preview yet, or are you going soon? No, that was actually today, and I couldn't make it due to Summer League Basketball starting back up, but I am going tomorrow. That's exciting. Let us know how it is next time we're on here. Will do. Cool. So, um, AJ Styles, um, I guess my first question is, did he turn heel... Or did they just define his character a little more last night? Because let me tell you why I say that. John Cena pretty much kind of talked down the new era a little bit, which the new era is kind of babyface in my opinion. Everyone likes the new era and the new superstars. And he says anyone that's from the new era that is going to make a name or whatever, and I'm paraphrasing here, you have to go through me. I'm the, the face that runs the place, as it were. Um, To me, I don't know if... AJ Styles turned heel as much as got himself some attitude because I think there was only so far squeaky clean babyface AJ could go. So I don't think that was a heel turn, but I think it was just another step in the right direction for him. What do you think about that? Anybody? In- Anybody? I think I think it was a chance for him to be on the Cena monster bound. That's what I think. <laughs> exactly. You don't you don't think in this whole series of matches they're about to have and Cena seems to wrestle guys in trilogies. Um, you don't you don't think he'll get at least one, D. Wayne, like Kevin Owens did about a year ago this time? He'll get the if anything he'll get the second one because he's definitely not gonna get the first one. He'll get the first then, one. Yeah. No, he, he's, he's not gonna get the first one. He'll he'll just comes back. Kevin he'll Owens the got the first one. Yeah, he did. That's right. Kevin Owens got the first. One. He'll get the first one. Yeah, but the, the difference is Cena wasn't gone for a while. 
Well, Can I give you a counter to that of why I think AJ might come out better? I mean, you know, there's a way you can come out well and still lose. We just saw AJ do that, losing to Roman Reigns and two straight pay-per-views. But here's my thing. He's part of a stable now, the club. Whatever that ends up being is yet to be determined, and I think that's what makes it interesting. But I don't know if you can have AJ come out on a losing record on this feud with Cena, and I'm wondering if it might end up with a tie, and here's why. The club's got to move on after this, assuming they all end up on the same show after the draft happens in July. And we just saw what happened to the vaude villains on Raw after losing and then losing and then losing. And they're pretty much, they might be part of this whole club and New Day thing, but they're pretty much done for on the main roster in terms of making a real impact at the moment. I, I think AJ, especially having helping hands, might need to win one of two. Maybe AJ gets the first, Cena gets the second, and then we have the draft right after Battleground. And then maybe, I almost wonder if the club, it'd almost be more interesting to me if AJ won both of them with help from the club and then Cena's like seething, but he can't get at AJ because they're on separate shows. Maybe you come back to that a little bit later in the year at WrestleMania or something. But I almost wonder if AJ's going to get a little bit more shine here than people think. I think, okay, so, okay, so Taylor, offer your comment. Uh, the first thing I definitely think is that um, the John Cena definitely helped establish the club. I legitimately feel like that is a stable. Yes. Or, you know, like a, a real-time stable. And back to the, our last show, um, it's good to see that their focus is also for the gold right now. So for AJ to go after the top guy, and them to go after the goal, they legitimately established the club in one show. Can I ask y'all a question? What is John Cena known for when it comes to stables? Um, Killing them all. 
<laughs> what stables did he kill off? Yeah. Okay, that's a great point. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. But that was a long time hey, ago. D-Wayne, D- D- let me ask you a quick question. I, I do understand that the history definitely and the stars align definitely makes this a John Cena, uh, Monster Foul episode coming soon. But do you think that with one, the, the brand split, and with two, Ronan Ray is being pushed as the top guy, do you think that potentially makes this any different? Honestly. I do. That's kind of goes back to my whole point I made before. I mean, while we want to sit here and just say Roman Reigns is the top guy, we all know who the top guy is. And the thing is, while AJ might get, you know, as we know, Cena, all Cena seasons have a trilogy of matches. So, yeah, AJ's going to squeak one out. We know that. That's, it's, it's logic. But as a, as a comeback team for Cena... And especially for as a guy, as a, as a trio of guys being from another company, they're not going to win this year. I mean, yeah, like I said, when you when you do look at the history, I definitely can't, I can never argue the fact. But I just, I'm, maybe I'm just optimistic. I want to be positive, like Sellers is most of the time. But I, I think this is, I think this time we see a change. I think, um, of course, for Super Fantasy Booking, we look at a trio of matches. You know, no matter how the first two go. Um, the third match would be a SummerSlam, if I'm, if I'm counting correctly, right? It would, but again, with the brand split, I don't know if they end up on different shows. Like, I think they might. That could be impacted, but... I'm just, I'm just wondering now if the but, new revamp, you know, Brutal, the club now, you know, that's actually about something now, legitimately. I wonder if, you know, this is this is actually the setup for a legitimate call-up for somebody. I, and I, I, I hate to keep book, I hate to keep fancy booking Finn Balor, but I mean I, I just can't help but wonder how do you legitimately bring up hell on the grand stage? And obviously the, the rumor's been SummerSlam since forever, at least the fancy booking. But you know, is he the one to actually you know come up and help Cena in this feud or something like that? Because we're, we're getting three, that's for sure. That's an interesting point. I kind of I kind of like that. But Let's at, go at the same time, bucket. I think AJ, I yep. think AJ is going to be fine. I really do. Okay. Let's go with that fantasy bucket real quick. Because the more, the more that point to that fantasy bucket, the more and more I see that AJ Styles is not going to win a few them for a while. So it's just, it's, it's just, he's going to continue to put on great matches. But as far as winning feuds, he's 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 not going to win a Finn Balor feud. We know that. He's not going to John Cena feud. We know that. So, what feud is he going to win? At this I, point, he already lost the title feud. I don't think he can win any feuds. It's, it's sad to say. Well, and at, at the same time, too, we definitely can't just say that Finn Balor's going to come up as the top guy. He all back and just going to start claiming wins. I do not believe that at all. I, I doubt that they would let him get to a few legitimately with matches for a while because they know he's the, co- he's the token guy. And, and, and when you think about the array of faces there... If you make him just try to establish him as a top baby face when you already got a Cena and a Ronan Reigns, that's not pretty much a good look for him either. I think the way they go with Balor, I don't even think you need to debut him as part of this yet. If you're going to debut him, have it be separate, but then come back around to it like 
maybe at Royal Rumble have the club like Finn, long time no see, brother. What's going on? Like, and maybe you build to some sort of an AJ Finn Balor match at WrestleMania. I think that's a match that people would want to see. I think it's a way to build up Finn Balor with a nice win on a nice spot, something like that, where he he's not immediately skyrocketed towards the title because that's not necessary at this point. Um, I think that I think he'll get involved with them, but I don't. You you would you would think if they're gonna have the club be a legit stable that Finn if if he was gonna be a part of it would be that guy instead of AJ in that spot right now. And, and another thing too is I wonder if um, the WWE is a little worried about establishing a club or NWO or a, a degeneration that's where. You know, even if they were all on the same side, but you start getting too many people involved, are they worried about what, what type of response that might get? Because typically, big big stables have not historically proved to be yeah good for a long time, and, and, and still the biggest factor is Josh Cena and Roman Reigns is supposed to be their guy. You know? Well, so. that's the thing is, if they're going to be a dominant stable, they do have to pick up some credible wins and. Beating John Cena is uh, definitely one way to accomplish that, and eventually going back at Roman Reigns could be quite another way to do that. But I think AJ and Roman are probably done for a while. Um, uh, uh, another thing too is too uh, John Cena obviously don't have much on his. Don't I don't think he has much on his clock. Not not physically, but because there's there's more money for him to make less in wrestling, but but more as the face of wrestling. But I think also that there's no question that we won't see Roman Reigns and John Cena near each other. But potentially, you know that is your moneymaker for WrestleMania, them two versus each other. Yeah. So you have to wonder when the stars align for that as well, to a point where you keep them further enough for each other, but interested enough to fantasy book it. I think, that's, I think that, that should be your WrestleMania main I, event. I come to the point where I won't be surprised if uh, they're on different shows. No, well, no, no I, I think no so too. But if there's only one world champion, you know, Cena winning his third Royal Rumble would be a way to get there. Yeah. So, so Aaron, let me ask you this, because you know, for my last episode, we we kind of we kind of couldn't establish the rules, sort of say legitly. We did. We draft. we did a mock draft. If you want to go back and listen, that people, that was episode ninety one. We did last weekend. With. This week, I felt like Stephanie and Shane did a good job with addressing some curiosity, but leaving us enough to say, like, okay, I really wonder how they're going to do this. Yeah. So the first thing they said, you know, stables can be broken up and or they did not know exactly how they was going to go about with champions, which is the same questions we had. So do you think that, one, do you think they do, you think they do know or you think they are still trying to play around to figure it out? Or do you think they're trying to... Um, maybe, maybe, maybe get the titles on certain on other people so that they can be aligned correctly. Well, my my first thing is I think Dway needs to mute his speaker while we're speaking because he's killing me right now. <laughs> he's the heel of the podcast. No, um, to answer your question, I think they know exactly what they're going to do because. I don't think you take this sort of brand extension lightly, especially given the flaws that they kind of ran into time and again on the last brand split. So I think they know exactly what they're going to do. And I think that they know that us fans really want to know what it's going to look like. And so you tease that on TV and get people excited about it. So, yeah, I think I think to a certain extent, 
they probably know exactly what the the general outline is and probably where top guys like Cena, Orton, Roman, Seth Rollins are all going to end up. But there's probably still enough up in the air that things will leak out over time. But yeah, I I think they know, and I think that they don't want us to know until we need to know. Yeah, and that's and that's interesting. I like it. I, I definitely like the whole beginning segment of Raw. I must say that as well too. So yeah, for sure. Um, so, so Sellers, you you honestly think that AJ, um, you know, run into this? Do you you say he's he's going to pick up one and lose to, and lose two? He's going to pick up one and lose two. It's going to be exact replica in a way of Kevin Owens. But the thing that Kevin Owens didn't have was a stable behind him. And yeah. even though at the same time AJ has a stable behind him, the stable by them going with the New Day seems like they're going in that direction. It can give the stable some credibility by if you get the tag titles on. Um, on those two of Gallows Absolutely. and Anderson. Yep. But at the same time, you're still hurting AJ because you're not promoting him up. Now, at one point, wouldn't you want to say that all three members will get some type of gold? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to put the IC title or US title on him. You're going to wait for, hopefully, that second world title comes back so Romans can keep that title and be pushed as far as the WWE title. And let's say you bring the hashtag Big Gold Belt back, you know, you might can put that on AJ. And then that way you have the club has all the gold right now. And that's why I think even though you probably think it won't be good for Cena and AJ to be on the same show, I can honestly see them both on SmackDown. And especially if you're promoting a live SmackDown and those two headlining SmackDown, mm-hmm. you're going to bring a lot of ratings on that. Can I, can I add one thing too? It's one thing for him to win the world title, but it's also another thing to have the credibility of beating John Cena on pay-per-view. Think of all the mileage Kevin That's Owens true. got out of that. That's almost, in my opinion, better than any mid-card title they're going to put on him. It's, 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 right it's going to set him up for money in the bank because he's going to win on June 19th. So, I mean, at least in my opinion, I can't say that for sure as a fact, but at least in my opinion, even if Bray Wyatt returns you know, to be that seventh person on the uh, card, I still think you use that to elevate Kevin Owens. Uh, to win it. So like you said, that, that it is great. But at the same time, AJ doesn't need that. AJ's already been the top guy, you know, in all wrestling promotions that he's been in, but he's not being the top guy in the wrestling promotion. So what does that really say about AJ? But let me say this also, AJ to me and his career as I follow him was always much better as a heel than a face. I kind of hate yeah. him as a face, honestly. Always much better as a heel. <laughs> so now, can I ask you Can you all imagine as AJ it would be perfect, wouldn't it? It would be great. It would be great. Uh-huh. It would be such a perfect fit. And even, and it would almost be a type of thing where if he ended up losing to John Cena and something but had that to always fall back on, you know, like I get miles out of something. Seth Rollins got a lot of miles out of that. Um, can I Can I tell you guys my fear about Money in the Bank since we're talking about it? My fear, my fear just looking at the, the booking last night, you had all the baby faces win. You have to make them look good because you know a baby face ain't going to win money in the bank. Oh, it never, never can. Honestly, I'm fearful also, though, that Kevin Owens is not going to win money in the bank. It seems like with money in the bank lately, they come out of left field with who they pick. You think about Sheamus. Last year is a prime example of that. And it, there's a lot of people that don't expect Chris Jericho to win money in the bank, even if he is going to be off TV for a while. He created that event. He created that. But I'm also wondering, um, I watched, a, a, you know, those interviews they do on .com with, like, Cole used to do them, and then today they had um, Todd Phillips, I think, did one with Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. and he started expressing for the first time I've ever heard his character express, 
kind of frustration with how many times he's been cheated out of the title, whether it was the foot under the ropes thing at Roadblock or Seth Rollins, you know, barely eking out the win at Money in the Bank in the title match with him last year or getting screwed over at Money in the Bank the year before that where the I think it was Kane helped Seth Rollins win when Dean was super close. So I'm wondering if we start to see more of an edge, not a heel turn, because I don't know if there's such a thing too much anymore, but an edge come out of Dean Ambrose where he might come out of that and go after Roman and kind of a, an edgier take on, instead of a sillier take on the Dean Ambrose character. But Money in the Bank is going to be really interesting when we have to make our predictions on that show. I just wanted to throw a few thinkers out there about that because I think that's going to be, it's going to be a really intriguing match as to where they go with that. And I, I, again, I would almost, after hearing D. Wayne's point, I would almost like to see AJ Styles win it, but it kind of seems he's going to be in a semi-main event with John Cena that night. And I totally agree with you, Aaron. Here's my only kickback against that. I think the money in the bank should strategically be for mid-carters that are making that jump to the next level. Because you can see the best people that had that money in the bank title talking about an edge, talking about a Seth Rollins. They took themselves from a legitimate mid-car point and spring point them to somewhere where they were a legit world title holder. Even the Miz in his Miz. WrestleMania 27 mm-hmm. run, yep. he had a great you know upload to that. But when you put it on somebody like Cena when he won... It really doesn't do the same effect. So that's why I say even with the AJ, if he was the win, kind of even Dean Ambrose, even because Dean Ambrose has had title matches, even though I understand the frustration in his character, that shows good enough he's almost there. But if you have a point that somebody doesn't need money in the bank to get to a world title shot, to me it does it more harm to good. Hence, Lashley, when Sheamus won it, he's already been a world title champion. Yeah. Why does he need to do it again? Well, the reason Cena won it was because it was a mechanism for uh, CM Punk not to have to lose to the Money in the Bank winner that year because they knew they were going to Cena and Rock again. Um so that's what that was for. But no, I agree with you. No, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, fellas. But my thing is, and I guess it's, it's my fantasy booking that's coming to me like everyone else's, the simple fact that I think that right now, if AJ Styles was the way with the club in this corner, I think that from a storyline perspective and from a credibility perspective, I think it'll be far more impactful than the Kevin Owens doing it right now. Totally understand that. Totally. Yeah, I, I completely I got, agree with I, you. I got a couple of, couple of comments. Um, I kind of I, I kind of did not. Uh, well, first first off, do you think Seth Rollins is still going to be booked as the sneaky winner? No. So you think they're going to revamp his his whole winning tactics and everything? So we're actually going to get legitimate matches? Oh no! I think so. I think so. No, no. He's. Did you see the way he acted on Raw this week? I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. No, it's the same Rollins in a lot of ways. And you, here's my thing. We haven't seen Triple H in a while. Nope. That's all I'm going to say about that. We'll talk about that more later. Thank you. Thank you. you. We're we're in sync today. Yeah, man. I was feeling it. My next comment is, um, oh, by the way, Seth Rollins will definitely be under or near uh, whatever brand Stephanie McMahon is running. With, with that oh, yeah, for shit. sure. But for uh, sure. My, my next comment is, too, as far as we talk about uh, establishing AJ, also remember, too, establish, establishing the club also establishes AJ, which yes. I think the club is more of the focus than just AJ, because nonetheless, he, he's over right now. I mean, gear, gear selling. Little kids thrown down. I mean that his hand gesture is is, is close as it is to the DDP. 
self high fives like kids are doing. So he's he's over. Can I say something about the gloves, man? Once they get rid of those ugly red and blue ones and put out the black and white club version of those gloves, I'm buying me a pair. Oh, oh, that's what's I'm, up. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited that he's already has changed colors a couple of times too. Sooner or later, we'll, we'll be getting that. Well, you know what was crazy about that whole thing on Raw was when he took his shirt off when he was getting ready to fight and Cena took his shirt off. Um, you noticed that AJ's tights were just strict black and white, and it matched Gallows and Anderson perfectly. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I, I see what's going tweet. on here. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet that, and he was like, saw it coming from a mile away. But it's, like, but it's sometimes that's good when you see it coming and they, it kind of plays out and you're like, oh, man, I loved it. I was laughing my butt off. Not because I'm like diabolical, but it was just like, that's awesome. It's a, Plus, you, you know, whether AJ comes out on top or not, and again, we all hope he does, those matches are going to be great. They don't – I mean, you know what AJ can do, and they don't call Cena Big Match John for nothing, especially <laughs> the last couple of years. It's uh, going to be okay, good. So what's, what's the Cena-AJ segment – which, what, what was better, Cena, AJ, or Clay Thompson's super performance in the fourth quarter? Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Clay Thompson was on fire. Dude, they, the finals are going to be awesome this year. I'm so excited. I have to throw that in there. Shout out to Clay Thompson's dad, who was a bigger wrestling fan than nobody knew. Right. Between commercials and stuff, man, and fast-forwarding through some garbage segments, I was actually able to use DVR and watch both pretty much in real time. Oh, that's bad. That's it's good, but it's bad for WWE to happen. Like literally, I just turned on to the game and I caught back and forth what I needed to see on Raw, but it was like Raw was. Well, I'm not gonna go there. Well, here's what I'll say: <laughs> that Raw was uh, pretty tolerable when you throw the NBA Finals in and out of it. I actually oh, enjoyed it. Not to mention, too, they got no. I mean, they they have no words behind the segment with John Cena. Finals, no, no worries. <laughs> well, can I tell you my whole frustration with the way they booked Raw was because I was kind of paying attention. Like, okay, we have clearly up to this point the biggest basketball game of the entire year, right? And uh-huh. it starts at the uh, the nine o'clock East Coast hour when the game's about to go live. And I'm like, well, surely they're going to put John Cena's return on to keep people I watching Raw. Thing. Nope, you put Roman Reigns out there and a mute Seth Rollins. That didn't make uh-huh. any sense. It made no <laughs> sense at all. Or put that, or put that six man tag that was the main event on there, because you know people are gonna stick around and watch Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, all those guys. It just didn't make any sense to me. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Um, D Wayne, did you have any final points? I saw you kept trying to come in on that before we move on to to take over. Like I have no final points. Actually, I didn't even watch Raw. I watched the first segment and I watched the last segment. <laughs> I, was totally, I was totally in tune for the game because I was just like, eh, I could be all wrong and watch these yeah. other days. Yeah. This game is more important to me. Well, and the and game one of the Stanley Cup Finals was on too. It was a big, yeah. it was a big sports night. My brother is like a, a rabid Penguins fan, so we're we're pulling for them in our oh, house. Awesome. He just had his son, and his son's been wearing <laughs> wearing the the Penguins jersey every night and reading the hockey book before the game, and it's been good karma so far. So you were, you were there on Monday when the game was going on? I was there 
I wasn't there on Monday. What day was it? They would. They, they, they actually won that last game. Game seven was Monday night because it was during Raw. No, 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 no. You talk about the, uh, the Sharks. Oh, the Sharks, that. When the Sharks won. That was. Yeah. It was before the Penguins clinched. So yeah, it was like Thursday or something. It might have been the yeah. same night. Yeah. No, it, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Night. Okay. Because Thursday was the boys game that I went to. So it was Wednesday night. I was at bars. Like I said, the whole city was just live, energetic. You hear horns say, "Go Sharks! Go Sharks!" I didn't even make the connection that you that how close those two two teams really do play to each other. That's oh, interesting. They're about me, 45 minutes apart. The San Jose Bay area is yeah. from Oakland. It's right next to Santa Clara. It's a whole huge area. They're having yeah. a really good sports time right now, man. Holy yeah. cow. And historically, they said that the Giants are supposed to win this year again. Yeah, because they supposed to win every two years. Pretty much. <laughs> they won in, what, 10, 12, and 14? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's gonna uh, be go 49ers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the 49ers ain't winning nothing this year. <laughs> um let's move on to Takeover. Uh we have NXT Takeover the End, previously called NXT Takeover Revenge. Um I'm just gonna run down the four matches that are announced on the card and let's just get everybody's prediction on all four matches at one time. So um you have Nakamura versus Austin Aries in which you know, it's either going to be um, a feud that starts here and ends at TakeOver in Brooklyn, or it's going to be looked at as kind of a number one contendership match in a lot of ways because they're both talking about the title. You have Asuka versus Nia Jax for the Women's Championship. You have American Alpha giving their uh, the rematch to the Revival for the NXT Tag Titles. And in a steel cage for the NXT Championship, we have Balor and Joe. Um, I started watching their sit-down interview with Corey Graves on NXT that airs tonight. It was very well done up to this point. I really, it kind of reminded me of when Ro- Jim Ross would sit down with Austin and Rock before their WrestleMania matches, and they would be civil, but they would talk mad amounts of trash. So um, check that out if you haven't yet. But my picks are Joe, because I think, like we said, Finn Balor's coming to the main roster soon. Um, American Alpha to retain, and I see. I see Oscar retaining because I think you need to do the rematch with Bailey in Brooklyn in August. And then I see Austin Aries winning because I don't know what the alternative situation would be if he loses. I don't know where Austin Aries goes from here. So that's my picks. And I would even put the American Alpha match first so you can get the crowd hot over a nice tag match again. And I would actually put the the Austin Aries Shinsuke Nakamura match right before the main event. Yes. Because that would be a good upset. Or, oh my gosh, he lost. Yes. Going into the main event, so I think that was great, great, great booking, Aaron. I will, I will book that hundred. I will book that. 100%. I, I, I think that, I think that, uh, that Austin Aries Shinsuke Nakamura. Both, first of all, both of them definitely need to stay on a positive streak. So there, there's no way. There's a clean finish here. If this is not a Hideo Tommy, or Bobby Roode, or um, or Eric Young, somebody's interfering here. Absolutely. That they interfere, they gotta interfere over uh, on Austin's side to get the win anyway. Because well, if you just name two TNA guys and a guy that probably will be a good feud against Shinsuke and Hideo as a heel, I like it. it. I mean, I don't even think heels and faces matter here. It just it needs to be the introduction to another player in the in the in the states because I can go with that. I can go you, with that. You need to build NS, you need to build NST takeover Brooklyn right now. Yeah, so I think you need to put a big a big time player here, and I think it clearly 
Hagen and Ferris here. No, well, no, no way. Hideo Itami would make logical sense, just kind of that Japanese rivalry. It, he could kind uh-huh. of feel like Shinsuke's taken his spot after he's been gone. That's a really great point. I hadn't even considered them debuting talent, and that would make a lot of sense considering they're going to probably be pulling multiple people up for the brand split any time now. So that's a great point. But uh, American American Alpha, um, Asuka, and, um, and, uh, and Samoa Joe is, is also my picks. All the other, all the other wild card I kind of got is if um, Nia Jax could pick up a win. No way. Just to establish, just to establish her, who also needs a little bit, um, a little bit more steam behind her. And I think, I think it helps uh, the whole her and Eva Marie that they had the championship. But I do like Aaron's bookings a lot better with the Bailey um, Oscar rematch with NST Brooklyn. But then you look back and it's like, all right, well, what's next with Nia Jack? Yeah, that's that's a great point too. I could <laughs> that one could go either way, I suppose. But I, I still do like Oscar. But Nia Jax wouldn't surprise me either. D Wayne, go ahead, buddy. Wow, I like y'all fantasy thinking. This is amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's going to be all. It's 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 not going to be relevant to this. I feel like this is the most predictable NXT card we're probably going to have in a while. Um, the four people that you expect to win, or the four people that are going to win, Joe, Oscar, American Outfit, and Nakamura, I think it's really, I think we're overthinking this, and we're wanting more than what we're going to really get. So I'm going with the simple booking in this case, and going with what I just said. Simple but effective. Well, I guess, you know, it, it looks like it could go pretty pretty chalk, like D-Wayne said. But, again, that's where you might, to get people talking, where you have a Bobby Roode show up or you have a Hideo Itame return or Eric Young, you know, they had they made a big splash with him a couple weeks ago and then you haven't seen him since. Maybe he makes right. some noise here. Um, a lot of ways they could go. I, I'm excited for the show because all four matches are going to be pretty good. You know what I mean? Just a side note about what you said about Eric Young. I'm just wondering, and, I, and, and once again, please forgive me, I did not listen to the mock drafts. I don't know if you added this already. I'm just wondering if all these former TNA guys like a Bobby Roode, like an Eric Young, if they're actually just going to go teased on NXT but go straight to the main roster on a SmackDown or Raw to try to build themselves up there since they're already household names, or do they really need to go through NXT? I have my opinion about that, but I'll let you guys chime in first. Uh, and also, too, I want to say Bushi uh, is also an interesting factor here, too. Yes. I think there's no, I think there's no mistake in why they showed him and, and labeled him as one of the uh, greatest cruiserweights in the world, but has been in the tournament. So it makes me either think that he makes the parents here, or maybe they put him in the tournament once they get a little bit more established or something. But mm-hmm. just interesting to think about him as well. Yeah. Um. I guess to address your question, though, I think that Bobby Roode makes a lot of sense to anchor, help anchor the NXT brand, considering Balor's probably on his way out, and it wouldn't surprise me if Nakamura and or Joe were both on their way out. Um, Eric Young, same thing. I think you don't put make him have a splash on NXT just to bring him to the main roster, you know, that quickly. Sure. Um, so I think those guys. I think I think you know the average WWE fan does not know who Bobby Roode is. Everybody knew who AJ Styles was because of the name he made worldwide. Bobby Roode's pretty much been a TNA talent first and foremost, and you know I love Bobby Roode. I, I do too. It. I love his. Oh, he's good. 
And he has signed, to my knowledge, he has signed and is advertised for a fall NXT tour in the UK. So, like, that's happening. I I, I think we're going to see someone show up, like 2 Chames said. Sounds good. I think we need to see a female talent show up here sooner or later, too, because that division's getting thin. Especially with the rumors that. Well, and and with the rumors that Bailey's coming up, too. There is. Which is why why Oscar will be on NXT for a long time. Yeah. Aliyah's going to make her way up, too, at some point. I I really think she can do it. What is that that girl's Uh name? The one that Dr. M was talking about, Athena? Is that her name? Athena, yeah. She's supposed to be pretty legit, too. And then, you know, Velvet Sky has floated out rumors now that she's left TNA officially. Like, I would not mind seeing Velvet Sky show up. Does TNA yeah. still come on TV? It's on. That is, that is really a thing still, yes. It's on Tuesday nights on Pop. Oh, my God. Which one of you put the TNA video of the Matt and Jeff Hardy match promo Dude, on I, our Facebook? I've seen it earlier, and that just, there was nothing I could do about it. It was, I, I, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you know what's funny? I have a friend on my friends list, and... He puts Michael Jordan cry face on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to say it. But yeah, Michael Jordan cry face made an appearance on that. <laughs> oh my God. Horrible. TNA, you get two thumbs down. I think um, we should start putting the Matt Hardy Doc Brown face on everything because he looks like Doc Brown from Back to the Future now. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, I think we did it. Um, I'm really, I'm more excited for Takeover now that we talked about it. I think there's some cool things that could happen. There's, there's definitely something else we should, we should quickly, quickly talk about. What's that? Um, Orlando getting a Pro Bowl today. The reason why I'm bringing that up is just, um, uh, everybody love to say that Orlando is the number one tourist town. Of course, all of the um, timeshare places all preach the same thing. But I mean, legitimately now, Orlando is really about to be the place to be. You know, it's pushing us up there for that market. Yeah, they're, they're getting that in January, um, uh, which, you know, they say they're doing plenty of renovations for the field. Stadium, yep. Yep, and then what, uh, WrestleMania in, uh, uh, I forget my month, April? So yep. three months WrestleMania after that. April. Yep. Um, and so with that being said is, uh, based on, you know, price Bryce's reconnaissance when he went out there, uh, I think now you, you definitely start to think a little bit more like, okay, they're, if they're going to host the Pro Bowl for a week, you know, this is this is the demo right here of what we can expect from WrestleMania. So I think sure. uh, fans of football definitely should keep an eye on the different things that they have or if you're going and, you know, just to, you know, if it sparks your interest a little bit more about WrestleMania. Because, again, uh, uh, Dwayne didn't thoroughly seem too enthusiastic about going because of the you know the infrastructure out there but you know now does this change people's it does i didn't hear that that's news to me um hold on hold on hold on on. i understand the problem first of all it's straight man i think i think honestly for for, they're trying to make the pro bowl family friendly and it's it's I hate the stadium, and I think it's a horrible stadium to even have an NFL team. And if you have an NFL team, then they should go shoot themselves somewhere. Oh, um, but I just hate the stadium. I hate it. It's just, I don't understand how you can hold a WrestleMania there. I mean, I understand that this is a tourist town, 
and but you have a lot of money flowing to it. Well, if you have a lot of money flowing to the south, don't renovate an old stadium. Build yourself a new one, and then you can we can host these type of events. But until then, it's just like ah, well, no. I don't think there's no mistaking that the mayor has signed on for this and completely enthusiastic about the Pro Bowl coming. Yep. And then you know they're already they already have WrestleMania, but which overturned the original idea of Minnesota, which has got to be as huge as that sounds. You know what I mean? Right. No, that's well. That's Minnesota's better. gonna get it in the next three to four years because LA is also putting bids in when their stadium's Miami done. But too. yeah, and Atlanta. Yeah, and Atlanta, but I think so, Minnesota will get it soon too. So I think Orlando's definitely looking to double down here, where they're gonna try to make their money and flip it, and then and then absolutely come back with a new stadium within the next couple of years. So. You know, I think that in order for them to really bank on their revenue there, they're going to really put a lot of money down to make this the best possible, you know, scenery and and, and, uh, and changes and renovations that they can. So, you know, I'm still kind of optimistic about it as well. It's, it's not a far flight. Um, you know, just, just with the announcement of Pro Bowl kind of made me a little bit more intrigued because I know now that legitimately – they're going to actually put somebody into the area before time and not just for that one week of their experiment. You know? Oh, and not to mention, too, they're hosting um, a preseason game there the third week with hmm. Miami Dolphins and I don't, I don't know. So that's their test run for the Pro Bowl. And the Pro oh, Bowl that's is test run for WrestleMania, if you ask me. Okay. Yep. I agree with that. One more, one more thing before we head out. Um, speaking of WrestleMania, we had the – the stupid hashtag hatch thing end up being Goldberg is going to be the big, you know, legend character on the 2K17 video game this year. Um, it's already sparked a lot of rumors just based on past experience with Warrior and Sting that Goldberg might be brought back into the fold for something, whether it's a Hall of Fame induction or maybe even a match at WrestleMania, which he's made no secret about. He would like one more match so his son could come see him wrestle, kind of like Shane did this year. Um, I don't want to get into a whole big should Goldberg or should he not wrestle, but just if you were going to book Goldberg in one more match at WrestleMania 33, just real quick, make a case for who his opponent would be. D-Wayne, he's your favorite. Okay. Let me go first. First of all, I'm a huge Goldberg fan. So when I saw that commercial, I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting WWE to do this. <laughs> it's just a matter. It's just a matter of me what actually goes to the store and get this uh, pre-order. But... um. Don't forget how passionate he was when the Goldberg theme song passed the first round. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that was. But honestly, I feel like it's only one person that he can face. Well, there's two people, but I think the, it's the first person that really comes to my mind is Brock Lesnar. I think yep. that's the person that really can only can be in the arena of Goldberg. I mean, we might want to stay Roman Reigns, but we know who's going to win a match. I feel like the maker is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Okay, Marcellus, do you agree with that? I, I definitely agree. And, and the, the gimmick that you or storyline that you use, we we BS this one back the first time. Let's do it for real this time. Oh, everybody's excited again. They're going to do it again, and you know that's that's the gimmick for that. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going off the limb with this. First, I got to say, I was also very excited. I posted it everywhere. <laughs> I was also um, pretty excited to see the Easter egg with the suplex city within the reflection of the glass, if you notice when Goldberg was in the back of the cop car. So that gave me chills. I did have questions about when they said two available versions of Goldberg, and I was like, well, I don't care if he's in WCW or WWE. 
it was still the same person. I mean, the theme music was a little bit tweaked, but you know, doesn't make a difference because if he if he or when he comes back, the music's gonna be changed again anyway. So yeah. whatever about that. But no, I, I I originally thought like yes, Brock Lesnar part two, you're already you know putting pieces of the puzzles together. Their fighting style is a little bit different now. Instead of them trying to be big muscle horses against each other, yep. it's actually to see a brawl. Uh, Brock yep. Lesnar moveset has been limited now, so. You know, just a real quick, like, brawl punches and stuff. Maybe maybe some blood. But, no, forget that. Goldberg, right now, this is the perfect time for them to start building Braun Strowman up to face him. And I think, that, I think that is the type of person you want him to be, where he can get a, a nice win over somebody that's already established as a big guy, and it doesn't hurt either one. That's a really interesting point, because I think we were all super bummed out when they brought Sting back, only to have him job out. Um, I don't mind him losing to Seth Rollins as much as I minded him losing to Triple H. But then again, you know, maybe they had tentative plans for Triple H to be in some semblance of the main event the next year at WrestleMania, which he ended up being in. Um, my, I think Brock is a really great choice. I also would be interested in seeing Goldberg wrestle John Cena. Uh, you know what? You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. I Every, everybody versus John Cena just seems to be a good choice to me. It is, because he's the biggest <laughs> yeah. star in wrestling today. Of course it is. Yeah. Can't say the same about Roman Reigns. No, you nor cannot. Think, nor do I think we ever will be able to say the same. I agree with that. Well, yeah. that remains to be seen, I guess. But at the moment, you're absolutely, John Cena is the biggest star in wrestling. You know, you can't really say The Rock is yeah. a wrestling star. The Rock is a movie star first and foremost now. Um, let's, let's really talk about how big John Cena is. John Cena had gear that that was released two days before Memorial Day that was in danger of copyright infringement against, um, uh, I forget the name of it, Ribbon. PBR. Yeah. And, and the damn day he says, oh, we don't even want that problem. No worries. We'll give him a new shirt and get it out the next day. That, that, that would never happen for anybody. Some of those PBR shirts did ship, though. Some people have them, which makes them very valuable. Yeah, right, right. But I, I was thinking the same thing, too. Uh, but that's just how big of a guy he is. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're not going to go back to draw boys. We already got one ready right now for him. Yeah. Put it out. Yeah. Well, wrestling is pretty exciting right now. I know people weren't too thrilled about Raw, but there's definitely a lot to be excited about. Um, the best of the Super Juniors tournament, you know, we talked about the Will Ospreay and Ricochet match. That's going to be wrapping up next week around the same time as TakeOver. And then Money in the Bank's not too far off. And then I think TNA has Slammiversary coming up if you really want to see that Jeff Hardy-Matt Hardy match. Um, I, inv- I advise you to watch that promo from Impact that 2 James posted on our social media. It is worth a laugh or maybe several chuckles. Um, we'll get back with you guys this weekend. Um, what we'll talk about remains to be seen. I'm sure something will come up in the next day or two that we can talk about. Um, but uh, again, check out me and Two Chains. We did a mock draft. He was the general manager of Raw. I held SmackDown. Uh, the fan voting has kind of held pretty even about which roster was better. Um, besides that, don't forget that uh, it's not in the intro credits yet, but we are on the Google Play Podcast Network. So if you're an Android person, do check that out. And um, for the crew, uh, this is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.